Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Shalom Aleichem, welcome back to Hachzeik, Baruch Shem Rehodagon, Shir Ayin Tes, beginning of Perak Tes Vav, the Ramchal, and he's going to explain in this Perak how to acquire the Midah of Prishas. What is the most valid way and the appropriate way to acquire the Midah of Prishas? We simply analyze what is it in the material, luxury, gashmius world that you desire. It's empty, it's barren, and it's worthless. And we know how poor the consequences are when we engage in illicit gashmius. The fact that we're so easily drawn and seduced by the world around us and to the point that we need to work so hard to create mechanisms to avoid it. It it creates a false perception that these things are pleasure, are amazing, are wonderful, and it creates in us a false perception of the world around us. And this, the Ramachal says, is really already began even before the Chait of the Eitz with Chava and Adam. She saw, and then she ate. So this is a creation of a Kaddish Baruch even before the Chait of Eitz before the world was destroyed, so to speak, and recreated on a lower level. If you think about it, look at Chava. She wanted something so badly, and look what happened from the seduction of her eyes. Either what you see and what you desire of is really intrinsically evil, or even if it is not intrinsically bad, but it will bring you close to something that is bad. So even though what we desire is based upon our Bahamias and our emotions and our eyes and our physical senses, but with Ruchnias and with Seichel and with, and with introspection and analysis of what we so desire, we are able to tame the beast quite literally inside of us and to not give in to our desires. This is what you have to train yourself and teach yourself to think about this. Until ultimately you will be disgusting from them. It won't be hard for you to send and cast off these desires. And it's like the marshal, somebody who has diabetes or has a condition, an allergy. So he realizes that he consumes the forbidden item that his doctors told him he can't eat. So even though it looks good, and it looks like it's going to give him tremendous pleasure and enjoyment, but he knows that by consuming this, he's going to have tremendously untoward outcomes. And the thought alone is able to mitigate the desire for something that he wants. The same exact approach, says the Ramachal, is true by the desire of the eyes and the seichel, and the thought about the lack of, of true enjoyment that exists in these things. We all feel the type of food and the pleasure of food. 
But what is there that's more short-lived and fleeting than food? I mean, you swallow and it's gone. Five seconds, six seconds, ten seconds. And then what? A glutton only feels his stomach expanding and the discomfort he has after engaging in something that he wasn't supposed to. It's gone. It's so fleeting and so instantaneous. If you're full, you're full. Whether you ate the finest delicacies or the most basic black bread, once you're full, the satiety you feel is equal. You ate things that are damaging, that are dangerous to you. Think of how sick you're going to get, how poor your health is going to become. We all know this feeling of heaviness the body gets after eating a meal filled with pleasures and delicacies that really we probably shouldn't have engaged in. Who would want this? It doesn't make any sense. You're trading three, seven, nine, ten minutes of a meal for hours and hours and maybe even lifelong pain and discomfort after. The good is not good and the bad is bad. Every single uh, pleasure in this world is like this. Even the goodness that's there, the sensation on your tongue or of any other of your other senses is so small and so fleeting and so insignificant. Why would you trade something which has long-lasting consequences that are bad, something that is short-sighted and good? Ask any intelligent person and propose to him this equation, this proposition. Do you want a short-term fleeting goodness or a long-term lasting evil? No one would tell you that I'm going to choose the short-term goodness that will lead to a long-lasting evil. Choose something that is good now and is good later. It's a much better proposition. Yet, Rahman al-Atzlan, we succumb to this thought and we don't think about it enough that when we engage in certain things, that it's only going to give us bad outcomes later and the goodness is so short-lived. And Rahman is telling us, simply thinking about it alone can change the magnitude of the taiva and mitigate that which we so desire. Mitzvah will continue on tomorrow. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.